Oh, Steve and Larson! Don't you dare be sour. Clap for yourselves and feel the power. Yes. And all you people out there, you're watching Going In Raw with Steve Larson. <laughs> Hey, friendo, Steve here. Antlers. And welcome back. Oh, I need to, yeah, I should modulate my voice for this somehow. I can't do it. I'm a, I'm the SmackDown hacker. I know Ali said that he was a SmackDown hacker. Turns out it was old Steve here that was a SmackDown hacker after all. Macho Man, what do you think about that? Green rises to the crop. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you'll be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steven Larson. Wherever podcasts can be found, and of course, tape live on the Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson. Happy Halloween, everybody. Hope you guys have a safe one, and uh, don't go around coughing in people's mouths if you're going to go out and have a a fun time at a costume party or something. Wear your mask. Yeah, there you go. Uh, anyways, uh, join us uh, next Tuesday uh, for our election night stream right here at the Twitch. Uh, that should be tons of fun or misery or something. I don't know what. Uh, if you want to join in the chat for that, uh, uh, we're going to be switching our chat for that night only over to uh, uh, people who have followed us at Twitch for a day or more uh, to, to weed out uh, the sus. Uh, to weed out people who are trying to come in and trying to disrupt our good old election night time. Once just again, be cool. <laughs> just be cool. Now I, now I just want to do the Macho Man stuff. We should have both been Macho Man. I'd have been yeah. more comfortable right now. Uh, anyways. You really should have been like a Macho Man in WCW when he was, you know, jacked. Uh, oh, yeah. When he has hair, you know, like in a ponytail and stuff. He got huge. Yeah, he got massive. He got huge. Um so anyways, let's talk about uh, SmackDown tonight. Uh, uh, Jay uh, uh, went ahead and just oh, went man. along. Went along with uh, Roman there at the very just, beginning. Just, of, man, in terms of performance across the board. This is like Oscar-worthy stuff they're doing here, at least in terms mm-hmm. of wrestling stuff. Uh, the, the level of subtlety from Roman, uh, the outpouring of emotion from Jay feels so genuine. Mm-hmm. Um, everything about this, like it's the best story in wrestling probably right now. Yeah. You know, because it feels real. Uh, the por- the performances feel effortless. Jay has unlocked like uh, uh, different aspects of his performance that we haven't seen from him. And I like the payoff at the end because, you know, he's got a match against Daniel Bryan. He's an emotional wreck by the time the main event rolls around. Mm-hmm. And you think he's got no chance. Yeah. Not only does he have a chance, he turns up the aggression, he wins, and then he bends the knee, and you're like, oh, maybe this is Jay going to this match. This is how I thought of it. This is Jay going to this match. Like, all right, I'm going to try on this Roman Reigns stuff. I'm going to mm-hmm. be mean. I'm going to be aggressive. I'm going to turn it up. Oh, look, I got the win. All right, maybe Roman's on to something. At least that's how I interpreted the end of that, of, of that the, the, main, the main event and the, the final segment. Yeah, I think there's a couple ways you can go with that. I think that's a that's a perfectly logical one. It could be, uh, you know, 
He's got, number one, he, he makes the point that he was manipulated at the beginning in the promo. I mean, we could just sort of start from there. Yeah. Uh, so Roman and Jay open in the ring with Paul Heyman's there. Before Paul Paul speaks like a word and Jay rips the microphone from his hand and says, this has nothing to do with you. Uh, he's like, you know, basically he relays to Roman, hey, what you did was super shady. I don't quit. You didn't beat me. You know I never say I quit. You call and, it a snake uh, move. Yeah, snake move. Thank you. Yes. Uh, and uh, Roman very coldly just responds with saying, I know. Say oh, the oath. So good. Fall so good. in line. Uh, Jay says, you know, even back to when we were little kids, you'd play dirty. You'd always have to get uh, one up on me. He yells at him, I do not respect you. You knew what you were doing. And Roman smiles and says, of course I did. How could yeah. I not? Uh, and he's like, uh, he's like, you don't understand. And then he turns to Paul. He says, Paul, he still doesn't understand. These are the things you have to do to have this. This is the burden. You don't understand the burden of being the face of WWE. And he's all saying it like as coldly and oh, as calmly. Detached. Oh, yeah, detached as possible. It's so good. And he says, the consequences are real, Jay. You saw on stage your dad, our uncle. They all back me. The entire family backs me. So what are you going to do? And Jay just with pure emotion just spews out, you know, I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. And Roman says, I'm sure you do right now, but I love you. I've always loved you. And by the end of the night, you're going to fall in line. And so, then, so Roman reaches out and like, like touches Jay's face, mm -hmm. grabs onto his shoulder and then just leaves mm -hmm. You know, to say, you know, Hey, I do love you. Yeah. But you got to fall in line. I'm going to let you have this one moment, this one outburst. But by the end of the night, you're you're behind me. It's like Jay, here's your moment to have your breakdown, which Jay does. Yeah. He basically falls over crying and Roman just calmly leaves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Everything about Roman, how subtle subtly he's doing everything. Like even at the end, the main event, uh, when Jay fell in line and started beating the hell out of Daniel Bryan, just how little Roman did to show that he was pleased. But you could tell he was just like tickled to no end. Yeah. It was yeah. so good. I even like it in the end when uh, Roman, who, you know, basically communicates whatever intentions he may have with a, a, a half nod, mm -hmm. did the same thing to, to Jay tonight. He just sort of, he, he kind of looked in the general vicinity of Daniel yeah. Bryan, and who was Jay down there do. uh, beat up. And then he just sort of nods in the slightest way possible. For Jay, so and he, he understands what to do. Um, so you could good. you could totally read it like that, and, and, you, and you're probably right in terms of intention. I am really curious to know. You know, this is the kind of th these are the kind of moments where you really love you would really love for WWE to open up a little bit about process and and, mm -hmm. and the writing with this stuff because you know I'd like to know what Paul Heyman's direction was or whomever's direction it was for Jay to come out in that match if it was as you're saying. You know, I'm going to give this a whirl because this is the world that I'm living in now. Yeah. Um, or if it's just, you know, he understands that or he thinks anyways that he could have beat Roman. And sometimes just understanding some sometimes it just takes understanding that you can do a thing to be able to do a thing. And it's unlocked mm -hmm. something in him where, mm -hmm. man, I do have the ability to to go one on one with anybody and take him on. And I had Roman. And so mm -hmm. Daniel Bryan is kind of easy pickings at this point. Um, even though Daniel Bryan is a, is a, 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 a 
you know, a wrestler in his own right who's who's not uh, not small fry exactly. Yeah. Uh, our first match was a SmackDown Team SmackDown qualifier match. Dolph Ziggler versus Kevin Owens. They had some fun in this match, Larson. Yeah, they did. And and Bob Roode is having some fun with his wardrobe. Gone was the robe. How cool is that? It's great. It's not a suit, mind you, but he got the the leather motorcycle jacket, some jeans. He looked casual. He looked comfortable. It's probably something he wore to the arena. Yeah, it was great. I I mean I don't I don't visually I don't need him to be Rob Roode from uh, NXT. By all, yeah. by by no means no. It's just it's just unrealistic for people to go out in robes if they're just going to be a corner guy, you know, or if they're going to be just there with their partner. So this it doesn't make any sense. This was cool. I really like this. It was really good. It was a really fun match. Uh, that uh, pop up power bomb in the famouser spot was awesome. That was sick. That was really cool. Yeah, um, I, I love when two creative wrestlers uh, get together and they just give us a little something new. Like Cesaro does that literally every match. Yeah, I know. I but know. it's kind of few and far between when wrestlers really pull that kind of stuff out. And I felt like these two guys were trying to do that. Tonight. Yeah, Kevin Owens did that kind of weird Uranagi thing. I didn't see him do. If he's done it before, he hasn't done a whole hell of a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was great. Uh, the finishing segment was outstanding. Yeah. Um, uh, you called it was a, it was a, a callback to Mania 14, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, uh, the finish to uh, Stone Cold versus HBK super kick attempt. Uh, he spins him around into a stunner, and that was the finish for Kevin Owens. He picked up the win uh, with a really Team fun match. Smackdown. He will be on Team SmackDown. The uh, recently drafted to SmackDown, Kevin Owens will be representing SmackDown at Survivor Series. Um, after that, we had Natalia and Adam Pierce backstage. She wants to be the captain of Team SmackDown. Billy Kay steps in, hands her her headshot and resume on the back, uh, makes her claim. Natalia says, I don't need a resume. My resume speaks for itself. Uh, I'm de- I deserve this more than anybody. Bianca Belair walks in. Uh, she says Survivor Series is all about being the best of the best. She is the EST. She's there to lead SmackDown. Uh, Natalia says she's the boat. Uh, Bianco's like, you know, that name's not as cute. I think it's what she said, as you think it is. Mm-hmm. And then Billy says, you got to be joking. And then Adam Pierce says, all right, all three, uh, you'll have a match. Winner is on Team SmackDown. That was later. But first, got this Lars Sullivan interview that seemed fairly <laughs> divisive online. So, uh, okay, so before we before we get going with this, I just want to mention, I watched this clip of Natalia. I don't. I have no idea what the context is. Oh, I know you've seen it. Oh, it's her sister. Okay, I think it's her knows sister. her yeah, sister. Yeah. I think it's her sister. Yeah. So does she just do this randomly on video from time to time? I don't know. I don't because know. Because her sister just seemed to accept it. Uh, the only reason I think it's her sister is because on one episode of Total Divas, Natalia tried to set up, I believe, her sister with Big E. Oh. And that's why she looks familiar to me. Okay. So I think it's her sister. If if so. if, if, if in chat I am incorrect, please please tell me. Somebody will let us know. So, anyways, yeah. Natalia's reading this. Yeah, it's it's like a, a seven second. Yeah, okay. So phenomenal. NYC oh, she, says, yeah, it's her sister. Slaps the heck out of her. She chops the crap out of her chest. And yeah, it's Jorge. the funniest, most random thing. Jorge D says, yeah, she does it all the time. <laughs> okay, I was dying laugh when I saw that. So now, whenever I see her, I just think of that. I'm, I know. I'm, I guess I'm behind the uh, behind the times on this particular thing, but I thought it was hilarious. I wish she started doing that on TV. That'd be great. Uh, so, okay. So the Lars Sullivan thing in a vacuum, uh, I didn't think it was terrible. Uh, obviously, when you see the guy, I, I, you know, I I can't help but think, you know, the 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 various rollicking adventures of of Lars Sullivan, uh, booty pics and all. Um, 
And so, yeah, I, I could totally understand why people might want to, uh, uh, you know, be hesitant to let this one in. I, was it? I, I didn't mind it, but then I don't mind bad things sometimes. Sometimes cheesy things I don't mind. Uh, uh, what did you think of it? Well, I, I want to know your I thoughts. I thought more than anything, it was just kind of poorly written. I think I thought the writing was pretty middle of the road, if not kind of bad. I heard um, that too, and I think to me, it the writing really came off as cheesy. Yeah, and yeah, totally. That could be you. Could, you could spin that so, to bad as well. Yeah, and I understand they're trying to humanize him, make him in, like the beginning where he was kind of offended that Corey was referring to him as the freak. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, okay, he's taking offense to that. All right, so he's just not accepting the moniker that uh, Adam Co- or not Adam Cole, Michael Cole, continually. Uh, references over and over and over and over and over and over and over during the course of his matches. Um, but just the whole story about how, you know, he was bullied when he was nine or 10, uh, a couple of kids uh, sang a song, something about a freak show. Yeah. Um, and then, so he started crying. And then when the kids saw him cry, not just the kids who were bullying him, but all the kids on the playground laughed. But then he said, but about 20 minutes later, the laughing stopped, but the screaming continued for hours. So him and Ridge Holland have something in common. Apparently, they they murdered kids when they were kids. Ooh, and said he wasn't allowed at school after that. Yeah. Um. So I just didn't, you know, I understand they got this guy. They're billing as the freak, as this, you know, he has like superhuman strength. He can he can do all these crazy things in the ring, freakish athleticism, strength, so on and so forth. They want to humanize him. I get that. Was this the best way to do it? Eh. Um. Again, the writing just kind of felt blah to me. It wasn't involving, you know. If if it was a situation where, if perhaps if it wasn't just like a sit down interview. Yeah, I was going to suggest that sit down interview flat lighting. Maybe if they lit it like yourself, a little more dramatically, um, <laughs> maybe it'd been a bit more effective. Yeah, maybe some reenactments. You know. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, they bring in uh, the guys from uh, Dark Side of the Ring um, to do some out of focus. Lars Sullivan as a child murdering other kids. Yeah, dude. I don't know. I I, I totally. I, I I don't disagree with anything you're saying. It was it was cheesy as hell. I do wonder if they had done something that was a bit more cinematic and lit him dramatically, and maybe you hear like you don't have to do you know reenactments, but you can have like you know some children's voices sort of in the background, echoey kind of thing with some music. And I don't know if Lars is up to the task, but as we see with Roman week after week. Sometimes less is a lot more. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, no, and yeah. I felt like I felt like for a lot of these beats that were written into this dialogue he was given, he was really trying to hit them with maximum emotional impact, you know? Yeah. But it just wasn't there. He's a very, you know, taking booty picks out of the equation. He's a very compelling figure uh, in his uh, speech and his cadence in uh in his just in his uh, you know uh, his appearance um i mean he was wearing like a gray polo mm-hmm. you know the most nondescript shirt you could possibly wear there was nothing freakish and i don't know maybe there's something to be said about the presentation being as uh, you know a, a trip to the banal if you will mm-hmm. you know as boring as possible uh and you've got this you know guy who really does stand out as more of a freak wearing a gray polo i mean there was something unsettling about it even if the uh the the content was a bit on the cheesy side 
Um, I mean, I don't know. I, I find him, I find him to be a pretty interesting character, uh, regardless. And maybe that to me just spoke more than anything mm-hmm. he said, uh, because I do find him to be uh, you, pretty. You've interesting. always found him interesting ever since his original entrance in NXT, where he pointed his butt at the audience. <laughs> his butthole. He aimed his butthole at people. That's no, why you find I, him interesting. I, I think you know he is. I, I do think that he's very. He's he's incredibly unique in a number of ways. Um, it's a shame his extracurricular activities have sort of t- have have unfortunately grounded him. Uh, you know, in in territory that he you know people might not want him to be in and might might be ugly for him. Um, but you know, all all that aside, I didn't think this was terrible. Basically, because I think that he's an interesting fella. And I think it'd take a lot worse writing for me to really come away with this with a bad impression. Yeah, I think I'm probably less interested in his character. Mm-hmm. Um, and therefore, I was just watching this like, all right, this isn't connecting because this, 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 this. Uh, it's not like a massive misfire, mm-hmm. you know, by a stretch. But if, you know, their intent was to humanize this guy who was viewed as a freak. Yeah. I think I feel like they kind of missed the mark. Mm hmm. So anyways, uh, he's asked uh, in, to conclude what he hopes to accomplish. Uh, he says, I want to unleash a lifetime of pain and humiliation to anyone who gets in his way to make the entire world's personal playground his personal hell on earth. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, gosh. And after that, we get Buddy and Aaliyah Mysterio backstage. Uh, she says that her mom just wants her to be happy, but Ray and Dom won't talk to her about Buddy. And Buddy's like, I get it. But I'm not the same person I used to be. So tonight I'm gonna go out there and publicly apologize to your dad and your brother. Uh, I need to do this. I am very happy that Buddy Murphy is involved in a, a spotlight uh, storyline. I don't give a shit about any of this stuff. It brings down. It's funny because it brings down everybody involved except for Murphy. It actually elevates him in his status in the company and I'm hoping and I'm hoping that that sticks but he's put into better things cuz this is terrible he looks so uncomfortable trying to act it's awful before we get to his actual apology uh we get a pretty terrific uh, but brief triple threat match between Bianca Belair and Natalia and Billy Kay, of course, as Scrap Iron said before, mm-hmm. this is for a spot, uh, the first spot in uh, Team Smack, the women's team SmackDown for Survivor Series. Uh, as with most Bianca Belair matches these days, they are showcases for how much fun she is as a character and as a wrestler. But I want to bring this point up to you, Larson. We all know there's big things afoot for Bianca Belair. But let's talk about Billy Kay for a second. When they broke up the Iconics, my main concern was Billy Kay's not going to get any TV time. Mm-hmm. She's shown up on TV a couple times. She loses every time. That's fine. She stands out every oh, single time. It, oh, she was in the, the women's battle royal thing. She stood out there. Yep. She stood out in this match in the segment before. I know that the internet, uh, uh, the, the dirt sheets, if you will, uh, have said... Uh, that Peyton Royce is the one that Vince McMahon has his eye on. There has been zero evidence of that so far. And I'm not saying that there's evidence that he thinks Billy Kay is going to be a big single star. I think kind of the contrary to that. But if she keeps on uh, stealing every scene she's in, mm-hmm. 
in the ring. And it's not like she's like, you know, a five-star wrestler. It's just that her character is so good in the ring, telling stories and adding to it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Even if it it is from a comedy standpoint, it's really good. It is really good. Uh, And it's not even, it's not really, I mean, I don't know about if it's like from a Pratt standpoint, but like she injects the comedy in the wrestling and that's what makes her so effective. Um, Like, Natalia had Bianca locked up in that sharpshooter. Billy Kay looks at the situation, puts her in a chin lock, and tries to steal the the tap out. Yeah, I know. Wasn't she put she she puts the comedy in the match, but it always feels strategic. You know, it's, it's not, not it's, to the detriment of the match. You're right. It's yeah, strategic. It's, yeah, it's strategic, and it's always a situation where I don't know. It's, it's not a situation where I she's funny. Her comic timing is great. I don't necessarily view her as uh, as like she has a comedy gimmick, though. I agree. I agree. It's not a comedy gimmick. She just has a ton of personality. Mm-hmm. Um, and the funny thing is, when you go back and you look at the iconics, somebody mentioned this on Twitter, and, and I kind of agreed with it. Peyton did seem to be the one who is probably a bit more crisp in the ring. Um, that being said, uh, Peyton Royce isn't. She's not really like on the level of you know, Bailey or Sasha or even like a Shayna Baszler. And whenever I saw the Iconics, Peyton Royce could hold her own in the mm-hmm. comedy realm. Mm-hmm. It was clearly Billy Kay that was the lead when it came to the personality. And in fact, it kind of felt like Billy Kay was trying to make Peyton crack, mm-hmm. which if that's the situation, you kind of know that Billy Kay is going to be the one who pops on screen more. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know, man, when I look at the, when I look at them both, I do think it's a shame that they broke them up because they're doing yeah. some things with the tag team division, on the women's side. But, uh, but I don't know, man, like Billy cave, she keeps on stealing the show every time. That's just going to mean more TV time. I know it is. And people are, you know, whenever we get crowds back, people are going to gravitate towards, you know, whatever she does because she's so damn entertaining. All the time. She might be one of those that the crowd picks up and lifts mm-hmm to another level um you know i mean with peyton roy she's there just swimming in that sea of 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 raw where you got this nebulous three hours you know like she could have they could have had her win uh that that the 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 smackdown qualifying match they had this past week uh and and maybe have her put on a spotlight performance during the match of survivor series but instead they had lana win that match She's just going to go through a table. She's going to be used as fodder, basically. Or, as you suggested, she might win the damn thing um, as, as sort of her, her comeuppance, like, as her payback. Well, that also know. seems kind of one of those those running jokes that, that Vince really likes, where someone mm-hmm. loses and gets hu- basically humiliated week after week, and then they pull out a win. But, in uh, his mind, that must yeah. be how he, he thinks uh, you'd build a baby face. Yeah, yeah, but uh, but I don't know, man. Uh, I look at them both side by side. I see Billy Kay; she's the one that stands out. I hope Peyton Royce doesn't end up getting, uh, you know, sort of shoved off TV inadvertently because well, Vince that, on the a whim was like, division, "Oh, I can push division her. is super deep too. It's so deep. It's it's really really deep. So we'll see how that goes. So, uh, but yeah, get back to this match. Bianca pulled out the win. Um, uh, finish on Natalia, lock in a sharpshooter on Billy Kay after having one in on, on Bianca. You mentioned the spot that where uh, Billy came in and tried to do like a, a chin lock to get the win herself. Uh, Bianca throws Natalia into the ring post to break it up. 
Billy tries to roll her up. Bianca kicks out, ducks a boot from Billy, hits the KOD to get the win. She is on Team SmackDown. Yes. Uh, after that, I think this was after that. I wrote it yes. out of order. Carmella, the a Carmella video. Is that that yeah. happened next? Correct. Right. Yeah. So uh, basically, she says she's going to be here next week. She makes her own rules, and she and she always she's going to win now. I hope that yeah. I hope that she means that literally. She makes her own rules, like come out with her own rule book. <laughs> it's going to be like some like some sort of Carmella gimmick, man. Like FTR has her twenty minutes of whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. They should. They should. That'd be great. Anyways, this next part, not great. Murphy comes out. Uh, kind of reiterates a lot of what he said to Aaliyah backstage. Mm-hmm. I'm a different man. I need to apologize. I've done a lot of bad things. Um, so he invites Ray and Dom to the ring. Uh, they don't show. He begs them, come. I will apologize to you. Still nothing. Instead, Seth walks out. So you know he's going to talk for 10 minutes. Um, and uh, pretty much he says, Ray and Dom, they're never going to forgive you. They're never going to accept you. They're never going to accept you and Aaliyah, uh, but I will. Um, you know, I will forgive you for all your past transgressions. Um, and then uh, Seth says, Aaliyah, you can see Seth is not the bad guy in all this. Ray has forced Seth's hand. Uh, and the way Ray has talked and treated to Aaliyah, it seems like Ray's been controlling her. And then he just calls Dom a coward. Steve, do you disagree with her Seth's assessment here? Oh God, dude! Can I be completely honest with you? He fucking talks so goddamn much that I tuned it out. I started looking at like how one of his pant legs was higher than the other, and then before you know it, fucking uh, uh, Ray and Dom are out there attacking him, and then uh, Buddy Murphy or Dom attacks him. Buddy Murphy tries to help out Dom and goes after Seth on his own, and then Ray's out there with a chair. Seth is gone. They start beating beating up up Murphy. Buddy, I know. This shit, I hate. I hate when they do this. I hate when this shit that just doesn't make any sense. Like between, like I don't know, a month ago and now, they wouldn't have all had a talk about shit. Like, why are you getting on Murphy? Clearly, he has turned on Seth. Like Ray Here's is written thing, so stupid in this. Conversations in WWE don't happen at all unless the cameras roll. Yeah, no, I know, I know. And like every week, she tries to talk to Ray about this stuff, and him and Dom just like act like they're talking. Because like the mic is on, but they're trying to act like, but you can't hear them. Yeah. So it's it's stupid. They've they've carried this. They've infected SmackDown with this horrible feud from Raw that I was really hoping would just be done with. Yeah, it's um, not though. So, so they uh, go after Murphy and yeah. Ray is loading up for I don't know, I forget something like a six one nine or for something. For a six one nine, yeah, Leah steps okay. in front so he can't hit it. Uh, Ray is like, hey, that's enough. Uh, uh, she says, oh sorry, she says that's enough. Ask him not to hurt Buddy. Uh, and then he's like, come on, come with me. And Ray did. And Aaliyah says, no, I love him. And then Ray says, gay? <laughs> I love that he responded and as Pat Neely said, gay? What'd you say? And, and then, <laughs> so Ray and Dom, they leave. Um, Aaliyah helps Buddy up. And Ray tells Aaliyah it's time mm, to go. I'm and I'm then Aaliyah done. kisses Buddy. And the best part of this whole segment was Seth's reaction to the kiss. <laughs> that was pretty great. Uh, after that, we had Daniel Bryan interview. Um, so he's asked, concerning what Jay already went through tonight, are you going to change your preparation for the match? Uh, Daniel Bryan says, no. What has changed is Jay's performance level over the last few weeks. Uh, talks about Roman not actually technically beating him. Uh, hasn't pinned him ever. And he, he says, whoever wins this match is going to be best for Team SmackDown. Daniel Bryan is all about brand blue. 
Yes. Yeah. Uh, then after we've got the uh, Street Profits promo, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. That's weird. I missed the Daniel Bryan thing. Anyways. Oh, it's pretty brief. Okay, that's what I figure. Uh, so then we had a Street Profits uh, promo. <laughs> I don't know, dude, whenever they, their entrance just kills me these days because they, I, I know they've done it for a while, but I just have noticed it more. Like when they start rounding the corner and the cameraman is going with them and they're just like walking with the camera and staring into it, making funny faces. Yeah. That fucking kills me every time. Oh, I don't know great. why. It's great. Uh, anyway, so yeah, they basically say uh, we appreciate the imitation from the New Day, given that it is the sincerest form of flattery. What was the Guy Fieri reference that Dawkins was making? Did you say Flavortown? I must have missed that. I swear I thought he said, uh, that's why I imitate uh, Guy Fieri. And I was like, and he didn't say Flavortown, but they they used they referenced something else. And I don't know what he said. Oh, I didn't catch that at all. But I, I thought... I, he referenced LeBron. I heard that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I didn't hear Guy Fieri, though. Yeah. Did you, uh, did you hear? Did you hear Guy Fieri when he said flattery? No, 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 no. What did they say? Don. Okay, Mister Love says donkey sauce. What is that a reference to? Well, he said it reference to. I thought he. I thought LeBron. Don, what does donkey sauce have to do with LeBron? I don't know. Okay. I don't know what donkey sauce is. Here, continue. I'll look into it. Okay. All right. Uh, so anyways, uh, they say, uh, they wrap it up by saying, we're not serving pancakes or bootios. We're serving elves. Oh, yeah, that is a Guy Fieri thing. Donkey sauce. Okay. All right. I thought he said Guy Fieri, and then they both said donkey sauce. And I was like, okay, I, I kind of, I, I get that's a guy. I, dude, I honestly figured you're the, I was going to, I was literally thinking I'm going to come to Larson because he's the diners, drives, and dive. Diners, no, drive into the dives guy. Dives, yeah, yeah guy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love I love going to Flavortown. I've never heard of donkey sauce before. Apparently, it's garlic, mayonnaise, mustard, Worcestershire sauce, salt, and pepper. Yeah, I must have missed that. Did I did I miss did I, did I hear him say LeBron, and he actually said something completely different? It's like uh, it's like that uh, the weird uh, that audio trick. What is it? It's like a blood something, and then green burrito or something like that. It's like you see the words on the screen. It's like the blue dress thing. Remember the blue dress thing? Yeah, yeah. Well, there's there's was, an, is this dress blue or yellow? Is that what it was? There's an audio version of that now. It's been around for a little while, but I saw it again mm-hmm. on TikTok. Where like it's one word and then another word. And they're, they, they're completely different words. But when you hear this audio version of it, and it says the exact same thing. If you're looking at one word, he says that. If you're looking at the other word, he says that. But he's, it's the exact same thing. Hmm. It's weird. Hmm. Anyways. Uh, so after that, we had Street Profits versus Cesaro and Nakamura. Uh, this is a lot of fun. Again, Cesaro, he could do no wrong. That uh, that bit where he pounced, uh, oh my gosh, where he like uh, Montez oh uh, over gosh. the barricade, which of course is probably mostly Montez and his athleticism making it look like a million bucks. That was great. That was fantastic. Yeah, that was so good. Oh, uh, Green Needle Brainstorm. That's what it is. You hear it sound the same. Green Needle, Brainstorm. Yeah, it doesn't sound like anything the same, but when you hear it, it, it totally does. It's weird. Hmm. Laurel and Yanni, that was the other one. I remember that one, yeah. Hmm. So uh finish this, uh, sees Nakamura go up top. Uh, uh, and then uh, uh, 
Montez gets on the apron. Nakamura boots him. Meanwhile, Cesaro has Dawkins in the electric chair. Uh, he escapes that, hits a spine buster on Cesaro. Superplex on Nakamura. Ford follows with like a, a frog splash from the heavens, basically, on Nakamura to get the win. He must have been a good 10 feet up in the air if, uh, at the very least. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Week after week, I swear he, he adds inches to his vertical. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. Every week you think he ain't going any higher, and he does. And yet he does. Mm-hmm. Yet he does. After that, we had a Sami Zayn promo. He's hyping his match against Lashley at Survivor Series. Sadly, he didn't mention Lashley's sisters. Um, says it's perfect that he holds the Intercontinental title uh, because no one is as worldly as the great Liberator. And he says WWE has never marketed Sami Zayn as people's champion, but he is the champion of the people. Everywhere he goes, he's a hero to the people. He fights for the truth mm-hmm. around the world. He mentioned several countries, whereas he says Lashley only represents one country. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the U.S. He has the U.S. titles. United States. He's got um, the United States title. And so he says he's going to show Lashley that the Intercontinental champ is greater than the U.S. champ. Uh, after that, Sasha Banks comes out. She was dressed up as if she was literally a championship title herself. She, that outfit was absolutely amazing. Yeah. Might yeah. look like a million bucks. Looks like yep. a, an Okada level That's uh, what I was going to say. Outfit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's definitely Okada level. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's talking about hell in the cell, uh, at hell, in the, you know, the, the old adage, if you're going to talk the talk, you got to walk the walk. She said at hell in the cell, I walk the walk. Uh, she said, I, I, Bailey, I told you I'd take the one thing for you that mattered most your title. But then again, she says, I have to thank Bailey for stabbing me in the back. Cause she finally ended an era. Bailey was my best friend. They were supposed to take over the whole company together. But when, uh, Bailey tried to end Sasha's career, then Sasha realized it wasn't her friendship that was unstoppable. It was Sasha Banks herself. She is the boss of Friday nights and the new champ. She says, now that Bailey is in my past, uh, I go one-on-one with Oscar Survivor Series. There's no doubt that she is the best, or that Sasha is the best, the best. This brings out Bailey. Bailey says Sasha can win a title, but can you hold on to one? And she uh, mentions that she had that smack to win title for 360-something days, more than that, I think. Uh, she says Sasha is lucky that Bailey isn't going to rip or go to the ring and rip her apart for one stealing her chair as her personal property, mm-hmm. two parading around with her title. Um, and Bailey says, "But I'm not a sore loser. Everyone knows that Sasha can't beat Oscar without Bailey in her corner." So she challenges Sasha to a title match next week, and says Sasha's 13 day title reign will end. Um, uh, and then Sasha says, "Bring all that you got because backstabbing bitches never win." Yeah. Ooh, bees. What are the odds that Bailey gets that belt back next week? Uh, zero. Not going to happen. As much as you want it to happen, it's not going to happen. They're firmly in building Sasha to be, like, the legit, the only reason they're having that match is to show, oh, this is different. She can do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then Bailey is going to cost her her match against Oscar. That is probably totally correct. Yeah. Uh, then we got our main event. Fun match between Daniel Bryan and Jay Uso. Jay super aggressive throughout, especially to start. Lane some stiff shots, some stiff boots. Uh, Daniel Bryan responds to some uppercuts. Tries to work over Jay's arm. He gets the Samoa drop for his trouble. A lot of back and forth. At one point, uh, Daniel Bryan clotheslines Jay out of the ring. So, I'm sorry, clotheslines him. Uh, 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 some yes kicks. Uh, but Jay ducks the last one, rolls out of the ring. Duh, 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 duh. Mm. Here comes Roman. Mm. He comes down to ringside. We come back. Uh, Daniel Bryan's in control. 
Um, uh, Daniel Bryan backdrops Jay out of the ring, uh, goes for a suicide dive. Jay hits him with a super kick. Uh, he goes for the splash. Daniel Bryan gets his knees up. Uh, Bryan locks in the yes lock, but Jay gets to the ropes. Uh, Daniel Bryan hits some corner drop kicks. Eats a super kick when he tries uh, a third and then another one. Uh, Jay goes up top, hits the splash to get the clean win. Mm-hmm. Yep. So as soon as the match is over, Roman's in the ring. And and Jay just nods his head at him and says, I'm with you. You're you're the head of the table. You're the head of the table. I understand. I'm with you. And that's what you mentioned earlier, that Roman just kind of looks over at Daniel Bryan. Little nod. Jay super kicks the heck out of him. Uh-huh. Hits another splash. He tells Roman, I understand. I love you too. And then Roman tells Jay to make Daniel Bryan understand. So Jay pulls him out of the ring and starts beating the heck out of him, tossing him in the ring steps, clears off the announce table, puts Daniel Bryan on it, and then hits a splash off the top through the announce table. Cut to Roman. The smallest little smirk. He is pleased to no end, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. Jay is there ground, with some ground to pound on Daniel Bryan on top of the table. Roman just very calmly exits the ring, starts to walk away while Jay Uso is beating up Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. Awesome stuff. Awesome, mm-hmm. awesome, 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 awesome. Yeah, really terrific stuff, man. This is really good stuff. Uh, let's answer some questions. Sounds first, good. First I'm up. I'm on the Twitch. Uh, I got a Patreon thread here. Uh, Kenny T, who do you think will have the more memorable career when it's said and done, Roman Reigns or Seth Rollins? If everything stopped today, it'd be Seth. Uh, but more everybody be like, holy career? crap. Yeah, more memorable career. Oh, I don't know. I mean, You'd... Seth is, you could say, achieve more in terms of belts and such. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I know Roman is a very divisive figure yeah. in WWE for most of his run, but that kind of defined, has defined this era. Yeah. So I would actually probably say it's, it, it would be Roman. If it ended today, yeah, I guess. I mean, it's, I guess it depends on what memorable would be. It might be the difference between uh, I don't know. Okay, take any figure from the '90s and compare him to Roman Reigns. Who who do you think is the Roman Reigns of the 1990s? I mean, it's not a one for one analogy, but there's parallels. And I'd say The Rock. The Rock was pushed. <laughs> Whoa! Very strongly as a babyface, and the fans. They literally chanted "Die, Rocky, Die" at him. Yeah. Um, and then they turned him, and he became one of the greatest stars in the company's history. Not to say Roman is going to achieve reach those same heights, although the way he's doing things now, maybe. Um, but there's parallels there. Again, not one to one, but there's parallels. Hugh Hugh Long, if he has an answer closer to what my answer would be, that's Lex Luger. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not. That's totally not true. I think here's the thing. I think that The Rock would be appropriate had because you're, Roman was on the trajectory of The Rock. It's just they never did the thing that they did with The Rock was a tournament make him a massive, massive, massive star. Well, they did do that. They're doing that right now. They're doing it now. I'm saying yeah. if things stop today, I'm saying if things stop today, what's the closest analogy in the 90s to Roman Reigns? Um, I'll, I'll say this. I'll say Bret Hart because how many times did Vince say, "Hey, Bret, I'm going to push you." Meh. Yeah, I'm going to push you. Meh. Bret Hart's not a bad answer. That's that's actually not a bad answer, and he's not consistent. And okay, so 
I would maybe consider Seth Rollins to be on par with Triple H of the 90s. And in which case, you look at Bret Hart and you look at Triple H, I don't know that there is a definitive answer in terms of who had a more memorable career. They're kind of on par and they're very different and very mm-hmm. like they're they're pretty great in their own ways. But yeah. there are some differences there that appeal to different people. Mm-hmm. I guess that's my point. And I and I and I'm more of a Triple H guy than a Bret Hart guy, which is why maybe I said maybe. Seth off the bat. Maybe. And I know you're a huge Bret Hart fan. So oh, next totally. question here. <laughs> uh, fear and loathing. You're a Survivor Series captain, but you're picking sandwiches instead of wrestlers. Go. All right, we'll do it draft style. Oh God. Sandwiches. sandwiches. Okay. Uh, uh, who picks first? Uh, I have a coin here. Okay, I'll call it in the air. Heads. Call it. It's heads. You pick first. French dip. All right. I'm gonna go with the club. All right. Uh, 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 BLT. All right. Now is a hamburger considered a sandwich? Oh, now is. we're getting into that. Come on, now. I just, want, really, I just man. want parameters. I want parameters. That's all. I'm no, but for. a patty melt is. Yeah, that's not the same. Um. White brownie says McRib. <laughs> uh, I'll say uh, I'm probably picking too high, but it's the next best option that comes to my head, I'm saying to pulled pork. Okay, that's good. Pulled, good pulled pork is awesome. Awesome off the charts. I'm gonna go. I'm. I'm. It's not a personal favorite of mine, but I know it's got strength. I'm gonna say a pastrami. That's good. Oh, I love me a good pastrami sandwich. <laughs> I know you do. Um. I think it's more of an old old classic, but I'll go with it. A Dagwood. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, the Dagwood. Uh, I'm gonna go with. Oh man, I love a good grilled cheese on sourdough. Oh mm. boy, oh boy. I'm, I'm gonna go with a Reuben. Oh, okay, all These right. These are all heavy sandwiches. What am I thinking? And then I'll end with a hot dog. <laughs> okay, that's a sandwich. Hot dog's a sandwich. I don't think it is. No, who's somebody? Uzondo, I think, had the the best answers here. He said a Philly. A breakfast sandwich, a grilled cheese, a meatball sub, and a hot dog. That's, <laughs> that's good. Those are all good that, answers. That's the that's the best lineup right there. That's a good lineup. Oh, Monte Cristo is so good. Yeah, it was between a Ruben and a Monte Cristo for me. Monte oh, Cristo. My last good. pick is a PB and J. Yeah, a classic. A classic. Something Matches lighter. up well with my grilled cheese. There you go. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Jaime Fonseca, what's the best feud for Kevin Owens on SmackDown? Well, well clearly not it's Black. Sami Zayn, yeah. Yeah, I know. Uh, night by night, you've been tasked with putting on a Halloween costume contest. What SmackDown superstars do you hire to judge the contest? Uh, SmackDown Hacker. SmackDown Hacker. Uh, Bray Wyatt. No, wait. He's on a SmackDown. He's on Raw now. Yeah, he's on Raw now. This is only uh, SmackDown people? Yeah. Okay. Um, Rey Mysterio. Okay. That dude would dress. Every pay-per-view, he's got another like costume. I'm going to say Dolph because he was doing that stretch where he was kind of uh, like that bit where he's doing the drum thing. Didn't he kind of dress up as different things too? Uh, probably not, but that's cool. Dolph is good. Um, oh, I remember that. Remember the drum thing. Remember that. Yeah, I remember the drum thing totally. I don't remember him dressing up as anything. Maybe he did. Maybe I'm tripping. He did a Shawn Michaels thing once, I thought. Did he? Okay. At least entrance. Oh, maybe I'm a match. Oh, maybe. yeah. Jorge has a right. Bianca Belair, she makes her own oh, outfits yeah. every week. She's oh, the yeah. best. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Gareth, will Sasha finally get a clean pin submission on Oscar Survivor Series? No, because Bailey will cost her the match. Hey, how deep are you? <laughs> how deep are you into what we do in the shadows? Have you got to the Haley Joel Osment one? 
Yeah, I've watched. We've watched the whole thing. Okay, Gregory. The first two seasons. Gregory Fiella says, how would you integrate Jacob Fatu to the Tribal Chief storyline? Would you have him come in as a face or a heel? He'd be like Haley Joel Osment in that episode where he's the new guy who, like, Jey Uso now feels like he's on the outs because everybody loves him. Yeah. Uh, but then he turns into a zombie. <laughs> yep. yep. God damn, that was so funny. That was a pretty funny episode. <laughs> oh, man. Um, White Brownie power rank five matches that were good on paper but turned out to be duds. Uh, Roman versus Triple H probably should have been a good match. Yeah, because Triple Triple H had just put on a banger with Dean Ambrose. I'll say Dean Ambrose versus Brock Lesnar on paper that should be good. However, Brock Lesnar is generally disinterested. Yeah, he he was disinterested in Dean Ambrose. I wonder. I really would love to have been a fly on the wall. Like when they first got for a meeting of the minds there and like seeing the look on Brock's face, like, ugh. Here, here's here's the answer. Uh, anything AJ and Nakamura did in WWE. Okay, yeah. yeah. Their one last man standing match was pretty good, but nothing compared to their New Japan. How stuff. is it? They had like three matches that were like all eh. But then like Cena had five minutes with uh, Nakamura. Remember that one match? Yeah, on SmackDown. It was really good. It was like a seven-minute match, and it was like a banger from bell to bell. It was really good. Um, Jorge D, can you sell this internet debate for me? Do you bite or lick your ice cream? <laughs> By the fuck? I saw somebody had a hilarious bit in here who said, if you if you bite deep bite into your ice cream, your teeth are pro. I think it was Clay, uh, Clay Valier. Said if you bite your ice cream, your teeth are probably already dead. No, man, I lick my ice cream. Like, I will nibble. I'll go like that, like the whole side bite nibble. But you can't just go straight chomping on it in the middle of it. Yeah, I agree. If it's You, if it's you don't pure, have a soul if you do that. If it's pure, this is all assuming it's on a cone. Um, or a if stick. I'm bite, if, I'm, if I'm biting ice cream, it's going to be nibbles unless I'm, I'm getting into the cone itself. Oh, then you have to go all out. Then yeah. you got to bite because you have the barrier of the cone. I was no, I was talking about it like a like a popsicle as well. Like in addition to what you're talking about, like a pop. You imagine trying to just bite deep into a popsicle. God damn, that gives me the shivers just thinking about it right now. Oh really? I used to do that. You used to go like straight like middle bite it. Arr. Well, here's what I do is is like I would I would I would you know just kind of lick it and stuff. Maybe do little nibbles and then I get bored. It's like ah. Yeah, I'd go nibbles, off. but do you go to the middle or the side? What was a popsicle? I'll just bite it off. In the middle? Your middle yeah. teeth? Holy shit. Yeah, man. You're dead, man. You're dead. Like strong teeth. <laughs> it's not strong teeth, man. It's like the freaking nerves and stuff. It doesn't shoot like ice cold. Oh, wow. No. That's why you don't, you mean you don't take it out of the wrapper and do it immediately. You build up to that. Your mouth is already cold to a degree. And you're then like, you do it just fine. You're like Nosferatu, man. No way. Yeah, sensitive. Uh, Mike Lucas, poor Jay, caught the corner of the table with his crotch. Ouch. Alex says people that chomp on popsicles are psychopaths. <laughs> Larson's teeth kick out at one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. <laughs> yeah, Jay oh, caught man. that table. Not not that great, but uh, yeah, he got right back up. Uh, Hugh Longheavy said there's a video of Baron Corbin talking about his ghost stories on WB's YouTube. I love it. I gotta, I gotta check that out, man. I gotta give him an invite to come on the Ghost Podcast. I have to not tell him that I have a wrestling podcast and that it's me because I'm pretty sure they don't, he doesn't like us. 
uh, Blake Whitehouse, who are the next male and female WWE wrestlers to win a world title for the first time. I'm going to say Bianca Belair is going to be the next first-time winner. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, probably Biggie. Yes. Probably Biggie. Is there anybody else? I'm talking about the world. T- yeah. The, the, the yeah. It's going to be. T- it's going to be. It's going to be him. Yeah. Um, Snare Freak asks or says, "Food battle is cereal a soup? No. Is cereal a soup? No. 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 Uh, I don't believe it is." Jeremiah says, "Seth has too many great moments. Mania cash in USW title at the same time. Yeah, he's had a, he's had a stellar career in terms of accolades. He tops Roman." I just feel like uh, uh, Roman, the case can be made for Roman that he defined his particular era. So that was, uh, tried to make that case. Um, Fear and Loathing is Alistair Black getting his Tommy End Pro Wrestling Tease page ready. Is who? Oh, Alistair. <laughs> yeah. We make too much money on Aton Z YouTube. We're not uh, thank giving you for the, it up. Thank you for the sub, Saldas. Well, let's see here. Uh, Alex Foster, how would you guys turn everyone in wrestling heel at the same time? Also, how would you turn everyone face at the same time? I would literally rebook like the universe of wrestling. I would give everybody different names, different costumes, and start from scratch, start from like a new story. Yeah. I mean, that's so, all you could so do. So what, what Russo did when he took over WCW. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's exactly what he did. That was kind of that was kind of cool too. It, and it, then it wasn't. It definitely took some balls. Mm-hmm. Um, he saw this ass. Is, is Kevin Owens ready to leave WWE, or why is he wrestling with pants? And why did he not come up to help, come out to help Daniel Bryan since he wants to be tag partners? I think Daniel Bryan, we can assume, put the 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 kibosh on that particular idea. Seems to be seems to be the case. Uh. B.H. B.H. Liss. Uh, do you guys think Jay is only saying he understands now so he could fall in line and learn how to take Roman down? Maybe. I don't know. Oh, man. Jorge D's got it right. Torta is the best sandwich. It totally is. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, I like a good torta. Uh, uh, Jeremiah says, uh, but Seth also defined the official transition of indie stars being at the top of WWE. Yeah, the more I think about it, the more I kind of feel like I, I was right with the whole Seth thing. I would actually say Daniel Bryan defined that before Seth did, and CM Punk for that matter. That was uh, 2011 that CM Punk was what had the summer of Punk in WWE. Yeah, but Punk was never the face of WWE, neither was Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan was just as much as Seth ever was. No, man. No, not the face of WWE. They had been a feud with Kane right after he won the world title. Yeah, they have a tendency to do uh, like first feud after you win your first title being underwhelming. Uh, Seth feud. was the first of those guys that I feel was really embraced by. Daniel Bryan was taken there by the fans. Uh, they never liked CM Punk. That's an easy way to. They did, obviously. They kept him at the top for so long. Yeah, the belt for one or something days. Yeah, they jobbed him out immediately as soon as The Rock versus Cena came along. Yeah. Like they did that. To, I don't know why they did They would do the same thing to Seth Rollins, too. Mike Lucas. Says, no, uh, they would not have. Yeah, Dude, if you think Triple H feels the same way about Seth Rollins that he did about CM Punk, not Triple a H chance. Triple H ain't called the shots for the main roster, though, buddy. Uh, <laughs> Mike Lucas says. I'll uh, take uh, my cu- phrase. <laughs> a Cuban sandwich. Cuban sandwich is pretty damn good, too. Oh, man. Uh, let's see here. 
Uh, Ethan Smith, with UK wrestlers coming back to the States now, might we see wrestlers such as Tyler Bate, grizzled young veterans, and Jordan Devlin bleh, moving to NXT Prime to fill out the rosters and allow for more NXT call-ups to Maine? Uh, yes, the grizzled young veterans, for sure. 100%. Absolutely, man. Jordan, slow Devlin. Uh, Dang MQ, who had the best Halloween costume out of all the superstars all across the WWE shows this week? Uh, Dang MQ thinks it was Drake Maverick as Hogan. Uh, although New Day as Street Profits was also great. Oh, a Killian, whole lot of, uh, Killian Dane as the Shockmaster. Yeah, that was good. That was great. All right, just a couple more questions. All right. Uh, let's see here. Ollie B, what's the end game with this Ray storyline? It's Ray versus Seth. Yeah, then Ray wins. That's <laughs> it's just it. a Ray versus Seth match. Yeah, it's, a Ray, it's a Ray win. That's it. White They're Brownies, just taking their time doing this. White Brownie says, sleep with socks on, yay or nay. If it's cold. My feet get cold, then yeah. Oh, it's it's a hard nay. I never sleep with socks on. I can't feel uncomfortable. I feel like I'm getting choked. Really? Yeah. Uh, Kirsten asks with the bits, uh, with some bits, who is more sus, Steve or Larson? Right now, looking at Steve, it's Steve. Yeah, the visually speaking, it's totally me. In general, I think it's Larson. Man, that guy bites full force into a popsicle. <laughs> Uh, oh, man. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Flat says Seth feuded with Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans for three months. <laughs> yeah, that's not that's not great. It's a stain on his career. Uh, White Brownie uh, says the Among Us video Twitch link is broken. All right, I'll fix it. The Twitch really? The Twitch link really? That's weird. Twitch is really weird about uploading videos. It's not the best. It's not what they're. It's obvious not what they're meant to do. Uh, let's see here. Uh, that's all I got. All right, that's all I got over here too. No uh, more Twitch, questions. <laughs> Twitch chat, stick around. We'll hang out for a second. Thanks for watching, everybody. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Yeah. Be a part of the best pro wrestling podcast today at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Enjoy tons of bonus videos, including patron-only live shows, gameplay, and vintage 10 for the wins, access to podcast question threads, the friendo care package, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson.